All right, here we are, episode three, Ballistic Performance Radio. Ashley's face is looking surprised because we cut the previous section and we're starting <laughs> over. All right, so we're back. It's week three. We're talking about commitment. Uh, this was spurred by some of the conversations that you and I had had during the week, as well as a post by Miranda Alcarez mm-hmm. about commitment and what it takes to see results. So I think we're just going to dive a little bit into that entire conversation, um, try not to get looped back into what we talked about last week with the no quick fix Mm -hmm. i believe that was last week right yeah uh we'll try to treat it as sort of a separate discussion but we'll dive into that and and see where the conversation takes us sounds good awesome uh so why don't we start with just explaining what uh, miranda's post was about you want to go ahead and fill us in just a bit just give us a quick synopsis of what that post was what was the image what was the message yeah, so the image was a protein um, container. Container. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. Oh no, <laughs> protein container. Uh, and it said like commitment, and it was fancy. Like I clicked on it, thinking like, oh man, I wasn't expecting her to come you out. Thought you were clicking on an ad. You were like, I'm gonna get whatever the secret <laughs> sauce is. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I just wasn't. I didn't hear that she was doing anything like that. So I clicked on it and I started reading and it was so good. It was just about um, kind of what we talked about last week. Like there was no quick fix and you have to be, you have to commit to the process. Right. Uh, The process of both nutrition and training. Yeah. 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 And uh, you showed me the post. I looked at it as well. And it, it was, it was so clever. It was a great message. The entire post had, the tune of basically like a supplement ad yeah and uh kind of like almost those fda warnings you hear on on commercials for prescription drugs mm-hmm. and it was just a very clever play on words a very um powerful message and i really liked it and earlier in the week i think you and i were talking about just being committed to to the process of training or to nutrition whatever it may be we might have mm-hmm. been talking about um, the three month commitment that we have on blister performance for everyone who signs up initially and why we incorporate that in there. But I just think that overall arching theme is something that everyone needs to know and that everyone should hear, but it's something that not everybody wants to hear. Yeah. Nobody wants to be told the truth, which is you're not committed to the process. You haven't committed yourself long enough to X, Y, and Z. You haven't committed to, really putting in the day-to-day effort to eventually get to whatever that goal is that you initially signed up for or that you initially started to to chase. Yeah, and you have to want it bad enough too. So if you don't want it or if we kind of go back to like goals, um, if you don't have a why, then you're way less likely to stay committed and then you're most likely going to trail off. Yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're not doing it for the right reasons it's going to be harder to stay yeah. on track when things are difficult i mean that goes with anything um yeah i love what you said there about wanting it bad enough and do you know who eric thomas is yes yes we used to watch his videos to pump us up for grad school exactly. tests yeah how too. can you forget that et e- e- the hip-hop preacher right on instagram <laughs> all right so anyway for those of you listening that don't know who eric thomas is Go check him out. Uh, he's all over social media, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. He's probably on TikTok, if I had a guess. He's everywhere. But this guy is amazing, incredibly motivating. His story is phenomenal. 
and he has a, a quote from his breakout speech that says, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And when I first heard that line, <laughs> Ashley's got chills. But when I first heard that line, it's so true. When you want what you're going after as bad as you want to breathe, and not obviously to that level, but mm-hmm. it's that kind of commitment or that kind of drive or urge that you need to have in order to get to wherever you're going. Yeah. And the same thing is can be applied in the health and fitness world. If you really want to lose 50 pounds, you better really freaking want to lose 50 pounds and be willing to fight for it. Just as if you were trapped underwater and could not breathe, you would mm. do anything possible and give every last ditch effort to get that breath of air. Well, you better do the same thing when it comes to being in the gym, when it comes to preparing your food, eating the right things, making the right choices. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has, or a lot of things that help that is, what am I trying to say? So. A lot of things that help with that commitment. Yeah, is trying to figure out what can you control. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're trying to, I think what you're trying to say is you have to understand what's within your control and what's not in your control. Yeah, because if you're going to get wrapped up in that you're extremely stressed with work, it's a busy time of the year, and there's nothing you can do whether you have a job and it's busy around the holidays. So there's no point in stressing about that and kind of making it as an excuse that you don't meal prep or that you haven't done any of the action steps or goals to help achieve your goal. Right. So you're, I mean, essentially what you're saying is don't make excuses, (laughs) right? Yes. But it's also trying to figure out like, what can you control and what can't you control? Right. That's definitely important. I mean, you can't control every facet of your life. And if you're straining yourself over the things that are outside of your control, then you're wasting mental and physical energy doing so. But I think also it goes into to loop bit back to commitment. If you're truly committed to the cause, whatever that may be, then you are not going to make excuses as to what you can control and what you can't control. When you develop the understanding of of those things and when you are truly committed, you're going to find a way around whatever obstacle is in front of you. You're going to find a way to double down on your strengths or the good opportunities that you have mm-hmm. to push you closer towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, it truly is just prioritization and yeah. commitment. If you're committed, you will prioritize your health and fitness. If you're not, those things will not be a priority in your life. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about kind of our lifestyle. We have a full-time job. We're getting up around between anywhere three to five a.m. and we're still you make at least 60 minutes or time for 60 minutes of exercise and I'm training around two two and a half hours every day you mean we don't just work out at the gym all day when we're there we actually (laughs) have real jobs yes wow (laughs) I hope everyone at home heard that (laughs) all y'all coaches know our pain here yeah. All, all you members, we do not train all day every day. <laughs> That'd be nice. I take class <laughs> once a day. That's what I do. Yeah. One hour a day of class. That's yeah, it. That's exactly. I'm not hiding in the office upstairs doing jumping jacks and burpees and, <laughs> and air squats. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say too is like you're making it a priority. Uh, your health and fitness is our priority. No matter how busy you are, 
you still find time to do that hour. Yeah, I think for us to to kind of relate it to those folks listening and, and our clients and our members is the nutrition side. Yeah. We prioritize that time over the weekend and midweek mm-hmm. to set aside that extra, you know, two to three hours on the weekend plus the extra hour and a half midweek to prepare our food. Whereas we could just as easily, you know, not eat whatever we wanted, but get away with eating a little bit sloppier, so to speak, or buying pre-packaged, pre-prepared meals and going that route and just spending a little bit more money mm-hmm. in order for the convenience. But we carve out that time because nutrition is a priority of ours. Yeah, right? absolutely. And it's not it's not as if we're, you know, for us, we're working in the gym. That doesn't mean we're, we're training all the time, but we're at least there. So that convenience factor yeah. is kind of taken away. But the nutrition, it's the same for everybody. You're either at your house preparing those meals or you're not. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And... I think too I think too with the commitment thing we can just talk about like the duration. This kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, but you have to be committed for the long term. You can't mm-hmm. be committed to all right, we're going to go 3 3 weeks, 6 weeks, 9 weeks, you name it and then we're going to call it there. Yeah. Like the we just did a post about this on uh, Instagram and and Twitter you the 12 or excuse me the six week challenge the eight week challenge a 12 week challenge all these challenges are just a means to an end they're not true commitment yeah their commitment to an end their commitment for a certain amount of time and then from there you're likely going to revert back to whatever it is we were doing before you're not truly committed to adopting a healthier lifestyle you're committed to that relative when we're speaking across the course of our lifetime quick fix Mm mm-hmm to get your end result and then you'll fall right out of that commitment because your your why is not strong enough you're trying to just lose the weight you're not trying to develop healthier habits yeah yeah and that's the problem with the challenges right is and i've seen it being a general manager and a, a head coach of the retention rates and they're just not there mm-hmm. if you get 30 people to come on board for one of these challenges maybe you'll get i don't know let's say five to ten ten would be ambitious let's say five folks to sign up past the first month after the challenge let's say into the three the six month duration following the challenge it's the retention is extremely low and it's because they're just not in the right mindset they're not ready to commit to that lifestyle yeah i think that's what just stood out to me is ready but readiness to commit yeah you have to be ready because there's we all know that have the background at least about the stages of change. People who don't even have the background know about the stages of change. Yeah. And if you're in the pre-contemplation, contemplation stages, yeah, it's great. You might be doing some research. You might be putting yourself out there and maybe even calling a gym or two, but you're still not in the action phase. You're not mm-hmm. ready to pull the trigger and move into adopting that behavior into something that's sustainable across a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else on on that end on the commitment? Um, Anything else you've run into with clients? Um, maybe some some of the common issues you see with commitment or lack of commitment. Not really that I can think of. I think I already touched on it. Just um, yeah, you have to make it a priority. I think that's the biggest thing. Like everyone's busy, whether you have kids three jobs 
it just depends. Everyone's gonna, everyone's busy. Yeah. So it's making it a priority um, that's gonna set you up for success. Yeah, absolutely agree. Let's spin it a little bit. Let's go. We're talking about, we're essentially talking everything in the framework of like weight loss or mm-hmm. general health. Well, let's flip it on the other side of those folks who are looking to learn a new skill yeah. or who are looking yeah. to improve upon um, any kind of facet of fitness, but, but very specific. So it could be, you know, it might be a higher skill body weight movement, such as, you know, in CrossFit, like a handstand push up or a muscle up mm-hmm. or pistols, or maybe in just the general bodybuilding world, it's getting better at your bench press, a heavier deadlift, uh, whatever it may be. Yeah. Trying to improve your aesthetics and get a bigger chest or bigger calves like me. <laughs> we literally just talked on our walk for th- probably the fifth time this year that he wants. He's going to, not wants, he's going to develop a bigger chest. And now he's added calves to the mix. I'm committing. <laughs> I'm committing. Th- again, to this bigger. is his fifth time this year. For those of you that don't know me, I have a baby chest <laughs> and I have baby calves. <laughs> All you small calf men out there, you know my pain. <laughs> you look way fitter when you have calves in your insurance. It's just a thing. All right. But anyway. Back to the actual topic, (laughs) committing to getting better at a particular facet of fitness, that takes just as much commitment as those folks who are trying to lose the 50 pounds or the 30 pounds, whatever. And I think almost more often than not, we see just as much difficulty with those folks as we do with the folks who are coming in who are completely sedentary, trying to just adopt physical or incorporate physical activity into their lives. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many... At this point, it might be hundreds of athletes have approached me in the class setting and asked for some sort of advice or recommendation on how to get better at, you know, fill in the blank. We're in a CrossFit gym, so it's often muscle-ups, pull-ups, handstand push-ups, handstand walks, these higher skill movements that, yes, we teach in class and we dive into, but they're they're things that require significantly more practice. Mm -hmm. And if you're not committed you're not going to practice. Yeah. You coming in once a week, actually, let's say most people, probably like twice in a week, then you fall off the tracks, then you're back on it for a day, then you're off the tracks. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get your muscle up. You're not going to get your double unders. You're not going to get the you name it by showing up once or twice a week. Yeah. You need to practice these things and devote the time. You need to be committed. Yeah. But then it also goes back to like, why do you want that skill? Because if they don't, if they don't have a why, then again, like you said, they're going to probably come two times per week for a few weeks and then just drop off. Now, do you think with that, I would say the why for that isn't quite as important as the why for yeah, general like health, deep. right? Yeah, it's not, it's not going to go as deep. Yeah. But if you want it, then you'll still find a way to commit to it. It yeah. might it might not be, hey, if I get a muscle up, I'm going to live a longer, healthier <laughs> life. But it might be, hey, if I get a muscle up, I can partner up with my training partner and go do a competition. If I get a muscle up, I'll feel better about my performance, which will then increase my self-confidence. Whatever combination yeah. or, or, or ori- what's the word I'm looking for? However it originates, it needs to be there. Yeah. And I think that drives me battier than the people who have no idea how the hell to eat or to 
or just the fact that you need to work out are the folks who are frustrated and are three years into whatever training methodology they're into and still can't do baseline things. Yeah. At first I thought you were going to like describe me, but that's okay. Why would I describe you? Because I thought you were going to say that like are frustrated that they can't do X, Y, and Z. No, no. (laughs) I'm saying if you come to me and you express your frustrations about not being able to do a double under Mm -hmm. and I ask you what you're doing to get better at double unders and you say nothing. Yeah. Or you say, I, you know, I, I've tried, I, I've done, I've tried it all. Mm-hmm. I just can't get it. And yeah. then I dive a little deeper and say, well, what do you mean you tried it all? And you say, well, like last year I practiced a lot. Yeah. And then we boil it down to where you practice three times. Yeah. You've got to do double unders every damn day. Yeah. You've got to get your ass up, get to the gym 10 minutes early and do double unders for 10 minutes. That might be 10 minutes of failed attempts, yeah. but it's 10 minutes of practice. That's what I did. Exactly. Put a, put my phone in the corner and videotape myself. Yeah, and I did the same thing every day. I started a clock. I did 10 on the first minute. Mm-hmm. For a while, I couldn't even do it. Then I would do 20 on the second minute after I was able to do the first and then 30 on the third. And I just kept increasing, but I did that for three months as yeah. part of my warm-up. If you come to me and you express all that frustration, yet you're not willing to do that, I have no empathy for you. You're, you're laughing surprise, because yeah. surprise. <laughs> but really i know if you're not willing to be committed to it and work for it then i'm not going to sit there and entertain you yeah yeah and act as if it's possible without that it's the same as if someone has trouble squatting if you suck at squatting and i tell you to do squat therapy three times a week three sets of 10 to 15 reps and you do it once a week for two weeks and then stop and say it doesn't work you're full of shit because you didn't do what is prescribed. You didn't do what I recommended to help you get there. And that just shows lack of commitment. Mm -hmm. You're, you can tell I'm getting like fired up. So are you holding back? You're being more reserved about this. No, I agree. We'll talk up a little bit about your, your journey with the muscle up. (laughs) Cause this is a perfect example. You were committed to getting it. So yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, so I don't even know how long I was into CrossFit, but I was really close to ring muscle up for a while. And then literally I got it, fell through the rings, um, got super scared. She got super scared, folks, because it was the (laughs) nastiest fall through the rings (laughs) I've ever witnessed in my life. The... For those of you that have fallen through the rings or done anything on the rings, you know... You usually let go. You know that, number one, yeah, <laughs> you let go to avoid your shoulders being catastrophically damaged. <laughs> Two, you know, maybe you'll be able to... You know that sound the ring strap makes when it, like, snaps on itself? Yeah, Like, when the two sides... Like, when you snap <laughs> a belt on itself. Yeah. Like, when those straps snap on themselves, that happened simultaneously mm-hmm. as Ashley fell through the rings, and... It, I thought her rotator cuff and her labrum just instantly, <laughs> like, obliterated. Yeah. Luckily, I got MRIs. Everything was fine. But, um, I don't know. We spent probably six months, maybe a little less, but building up my shoulders and getting just the strength. Like, you had... 
you had probably shoulder work four times a week for me and then you had like muscle up attempts three times probably two times a week but again that was i couldn't handle the volume my shoulders were like hurting right um well and so now let's expedite the story here a little bit so you we went through all of that let's say yeah let's say that was over the course of like you said six or eight months yeah but we got some yeah we got muscle ups we were kind of floating around what like the three rep mark yeah and then we got to you know maybe another three months after that we Mm -hmm. moved here to florida and when you got here (laughs) what happened like just to show again this level of commitment that you have to have when we got to florida why don't you explain a little bit about the process you went through yeah when i got to florida i was like i just like we're doing so many of these i don't know why i can't do more than three and i had you watch one rep and at the bottom of the ring dip i literally was the weakest in that position like i physically couldn't hold it so then we did what move your mic closer to your face so then sorry (laughs) so then we did uh three months that you didn't let me do any muscle ups not a single muscle i know i was so mad let's just stop there for a second okay (laughs) guys the the message i want to drive home here is that ashley had muscle ups (laughs) yeah she had wanted to do them right but the point was you had muscle ups and they were fine. There was nothing wrong with them, but they could be improved significantly. Mm-hmm. But you already had what you wanted, and we we essentially took it away from you. Yeah. Because we knew that in order to get what you truly wanted, which was consistent sets of five, six repetitions, that we needed to break it down and build it back up. Yeah. I mean, we took it all the way back to isometric holds of yeah. the ring dip, and essentially prioritizing shoulder position through all the different pieces of the muscle up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't let you do a damn muscle up for three months. Yeah. But you stuck with it. Yeah. Right. And then at the end of the three months. I cried. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what happened. Why did you cry? Because <laughs> I got, well, I think I did seven. Right. Okay. At the top of the rings every single time I was like, oh my God. oh my god and then i started crying (laughs) okay perfect ending right but (laughs) that's the point the point is that even oh even though you already have what you wanted you know that that wasn't the end game Mm -hmm. or maybe it originally was but you wanted more and you were willing to strip it all the way back down yeah and build it back from there and stay with that process and that's what it takes that's what it takes for any skill yeah. to be developed. That's what it takes for even weight loss. Is you might run into a problem with your nutrition. You might hit a roadblock. You might hit a plateau. And you might have to go back to the, the drawing board and yeah. come up with something but new. But that's okay. And that, Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You just have to be okay with it. You have to understand that that's part of the commitment, that that's part of the journey. Yeah, and th- that's, I, on my, in my opinion, I think that's a... It's important to have those setbacks and those hard times because you're not you're not going to go through life without those, especially with nutrition, trying to find ways to kind of move past and go through those hard times. That's where you're going to be successful for the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to share my side of it as well, to give everybody listening a couple examples mine's a, I'm going to try to summarize this story because it's long, but essentially I have 
gone through a whole process with my knees. Yeah. And really across my entire CrossFit journey. So prior to CrossFit, I had bilateral partial quad tendon tears. For those of you listening that don't know what that is, there's a tendon that connects all of your quads, the front of your leg, to your kneecap. And I partially tore both of them, mm-hmm. on e- or one on each leg. That happened all the way in high school. I never let it properly heal. It developed into tendonitis. And it was to the point where it was only on my right leg. I favored my left for so long that it occurred on the left. And then I started CrossFit. <laughs> right? So I started CrossFit with those injuries. Yeah. Trained through the discomfort, trained through the pain. Got to 2015, which would have been three and a half years into CrossFit and was really training hard. We were trying, I was living in St. Thomas at the time. We were trying to make regionals. So we were training, you know, anywhere from three to four hours a day, multiple sessions per day. And I was even taking an anti-inflammatory to get through the pain (laughs) just so I could train. And long story short, I basically completely broke myself. I got to the point where that I couldn't walk up the stairs without pain. I couldn't do an air squat. I could literally couldn't sit down on the toilet and stand up without my knees hurting. Yeah. And couldn't run. I couldn't do really any kind of athletic activity. And it got to the point where it was starting to impact my quality of life. Yeah. And I finally got fed up with it right around the time we moved here. Mm-hmm. Talked to my friend, Crystal Fever. Shout out, dude. You're a lifesaver. <laughs> uh, and he's a physical therapist and he gave me, you know, a basically a prescription to get this problem under control. And he sent me over all the research studies on this progressive um, recommendation that he was suggesting. And starting about six months ago, I committed to this therapy. Mm -hmm. And what that required was no Olympic weightlifting, no squatting, no jumping, no running, no putting load on the tendon other than in the positions and the movements that were prescribed by Chris. Mm -hmm. And so for six months, I have not touched the barbell and taken it overhead in any capacity. I've deadlifted one time and it was a hundred and maybe 225 pounds. I did it one time just to say I could do it. Yeah. And just now six months in, I'm finally seeing improvement. Mm -hmm. You have to, it just requires commitment. You have to be willing to do it. Trust me, I'm dying not being able to train the way I want to train. Mm-hmm. I I mean, when you first met me, I was still somewhat training yeah. in a CrossFit method or that represented CrossFit. And now, I mean, I don't touch a barbell at all. I yeah. literally just do what it takes to stay relatively fit and trust in his process on the PT and now we're seeing results and we're moving forward and we're getting to the point where I can air squat again. I can do some lunges in a very slow, controlled manner. But the point is that it took six months to even see one bit of improvement. Yeah. And the same thing could happen with all those other things that we already talked about with fi- with fitness, with nutrition. It's a long process. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we don't want to hammer uh, hammer the point too much here, but the point is, guys, commitment is everything. You have to understand what it is that you're pursuing, understand what it's going to take to get there, and be willing to go through that day in, day out, regardless of how quickly or how slow the results come your way, 
and just be willing, like we say in Blistic Performance, to fall in love with the process, to show up every day, to work hard, to eat well, and just keep it going. Yeah. Love it. All right, everybody, we're signing off here. Uh, be sure to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, pretty much every social media platform you can find. Look us up. Uh, we're posting content every day on there from videos to demos to nutritional information. So check that stuff out, uh, and we'll see you next week.